0: We're all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP Podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. It's about showing up every single day. It's about giving all of yourself. It's about evaluating your work. It's about innovating practice to change lives. Every single week, let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the truest and shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Okay, so yesterday I analyzed my data and I found some really cool findings that I can't wait to share with you today. And there is such clinical relevance in these findings that I want you to try this in your own practice and see if you find the results that I found. And if this is the case, this is going to have great implications on how we treat speech sound disorders. So let me give you a little bit background first. What I wanted to look at is the relative impact of choosing the verb spray as a treatment target versus the verb splash as a treatment target. So I wanted to see if I assigned the children the verb spray, the three element consonant cluster, would they make greater gains than the children that were assigned the verb splash? So what I wanted to look at is, would they make greater gains on all of the consonants if they had spray? Or would they make greater gains in all the consonants if they were assigned splash? Another thing I wanted to look at, who would make greater gains on the R sound? with the group with the word spray or with the group with the word splash? And lastly, who would make greater gains with the L sound? The group with the spray or the one with the splash? So what do you think? Do you think the verb spray had greater gains than splash? And do you think the group with spray had greater gains on the L sound than the group with splash? And lastly, who do you think had greater gains than the R sound, spray or splash? Well, I think the findings are going to surprise you. Now let's keep in mind, these are only 12 preschoolers with speech sound disorders. So what did I do? I randomly assigned six to one group and six to the other group. And what happened is the groups ended up being equivalent and they were equally matched due to random assignment. So both of them, this happened just by chance, had two females in them and they had four males and both of the groups had equal severity levels. They also had equal uh, educational eligibility diagnosis. So we had equally equivalent matches. The only difference, they had the same activities, the same therapist, the only difference was one word. Was it splash? that they were requesting with splash the objects to them or the objects sprayed to them. So you even have the same meaning pretty much. Was it spray or splash? The only difference really comes down to, was it the R blend or an L blend? So this is where things get exciting. What we've did is we compared on the CAP to the single-word speech test whether who had what the gains were. And we did it over the fall semester, comparing it to the winter semester. So it was a three-month time period. And the children received about 30 minutes of speech therapy once weekly. And they were in pairs when they received this therapy. So what did we find? Let's get down to the findings. Drum roll, drum roll, please. This is exciting and you're going to love this. First of all, for who had the greatest gains in overall consonant accuracy, and this is only after a three month period, keep that in mind, and only 30 minutes a week with a pair for these preschoolers. Let's see. The group that had the spray had a 52% improvement. And number of consonants they could say correctly on the cap, too. What about the group that had Splash? They only had a 28% improvement. So Spray did much better than Splash on all of the consonants, both targeted and non-targeted, after only a three-month period. These three element clusters, they really, really work. I mean, 28% improvement is good as well but 52% improvement is exceptional. So let's talk about these differences right here with spray and splash and these differences and improvement. This is only after a three three month period. It's really important to note that these are huge gains that we're getting here. Now, my research previously said that if I would have chose a two element cluster such as slide instead of splash, I would have half that. And gain. So it'd probably make, make a 14% increase if, it, if that's what if it goes with my previous studies. Now let's look at the next area. What about the R blends and the R's, all of the R's, the singleton R's, the R's at the end of the words, the post R's, the initial R's, the cluster R's. Well, I found that, drum roll please, and you can probably guess on this one, the word spray had 35% improvement on R production, which is very impressive because the R's are a very challenging sound. However, the word splash only had a 10% improvement on R production. So, and these are R's that are post-vocalic, singleton R's and cluster R's. We looked at 10 R's on the cap tube. Now let's look at the L sound. What do you think? Do you think the word spray or do you think the word splash produced better improvement on the L sound? Now think about it. I'm going to take a step back before I get to this one. With the complexity approach, what we find time and time again, and I've been doing this research for years and years now, and it's replicated the results, which mean it doesn't occur by chance. The higher the sound, the higher the gains. The later developing sound, the more complex the sound, the greater the gains. So let's talk about the L and the R. The R develops a solid year after the L. The R blends develop a solid year after the L. This is once again following what we've already studied again and again and again, and we always come to the same findings. The more complex the sound, the higher the gains. Only one time have I not found this to be the case. And that's with the THR blend, THIR. Now, I think the reason for that is because it is so different. The sound is an external sound that occurs outside of the mouth. So it generalizing to other sounds that occur inside of the mouth, there's kind of a reach in the motor behavior. And I think that might have something to do with it. And I also think that's why I found s-blends to be so powerful because s-blends they get around the block. I mean, they are all around that alveolar ridge. It kind of cups up there. So they're very influential in sounds within the mouth. They're kind of everywhere. They're the Celine Dion of sounds. They're very, very popular. Okay. So getting back to the current study, we do know this. Keep this in mind. The later developing sound... The more complex the sound, and we found, except for the TH sound, which is an outsider, it doesn't count. Okay, (laughs) other than the TH sound, that's what we found so far. The more complex the sound, the greater the gains across non-targeted sounds, and there's always a waterfall effect. We never find a geyser effect in which if you work on a simpler sound, later sounds are impacted. We do not find that to be case. the case. We also don't find a garden hose effect. We don't find that if we work on a sound in therapy, it's going to generalize like a garden hose laterally. So getting back to the current study, here we go. We have here the spray. Versus the splash, which treatment target would improve L's? When I talk about L's, I'm talking about L's in the initial singleton position, I'm talking about L's in clusters, and I'm talking about L's post-vocalically. What do you think? Do 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 do? I mean, this is like you know a double jeopardy. This is a good question it was by far spray. Spray had 52% improvement in L, just like all consonants. That's huge. Over a three-month period, L's improved by 52%. And what about the splash group? The splash group only improved by 28%. So once again, this study, we find time and time again, the higher the sound, the later developing the sound, in this case, spray develops almost a solid layer year later than splash, the greater the gains period. And remember, I have a little asterisk and an exception, and we haven't found that to be the case, TH blends. And TH blends, if you think about foreign language speakers, for instance, people from Germany who come over, they have such a challenge with TH blends, whereas they don't with the other sounds. It's just so different in terms of the motor specificity of the act. So we even know that when it comes to the body, there's certain things such as you can pump some um, iron with your arms and do some Arnold's, but that's not going to help you run faster. It's a different area of the body that you're using to perform an activity. So I think that the TH is just so different. The, The motor planning, the motor programming, the execution, it's such a, different motor path act that that is the only sound I find or that we found that does not have that cascading effect which will directly impact all simpler sounds and improve all simpler sounds and the higher the more complex the sound the greater the gains period asterisk and then we have the asterisk except for the th sound so that is pretty exciting research I'm so happy to share it with you I want to take it a step further now. Uh, I went to a conference recently. I do tons of continuing ed, by the way. And I encourage you to do so too. I, and what that does is I have like a toolbox. I think that is like a craftsman Sears toolbox. since like, that's all along the wall, like a great mechanic would have. And that's because every continuing ed course I go to, I'll maybe come away with one tiny tidbit, great idea. And I must admit, a lot of what I see is not so good. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. An example of that is I went to a recent um, course and they were saying, well, the post-vocalic R and the post-vocalic L are different than the L or the R. So you need to work on them separately. Nothing can be farther than the case. It doesn't matter if they're different. The post-vocalic L and the post-vocalic R er, are, are easier. They're easier than the pre-vocalic L and R. So by the cascading effect, they are always first to develop when we're working on the L and the R. So let me explain because my research will also show in terms of numbers, how does this work? Where are these improvements? Well, these improvements are first and foremost post at the end of the word. Well, why is that the case? If you and I just shut our mouth for a moment or you're in the car and you just shut your mouth you're going to find that the tongue the blade of the tongue is low and the tip of the tongue is resting on the alveolar ridge. So that's like a parked car, right? You're like you're going 0 miles an hour, okay? For you to get up into that r, the tongue has to elevate to the palate, right? So you're going from 0 to hundred. It has to pull back and go up like, woo. Very challenging sound in terms of its complexity and also in terms of its strength required. So you're going to have to go from zero miles an hour, it's parked. The, the tongue is down. The tip of the blade is, is resting on your alveolar ridge, the little bumps behind your teeth, to hundred. So that makes the initial R more difficult than the postvocalic R. In the postvocalic R, you're about 50 miles an hour. You got that R, you got that tongue right in the middle, central location. So it doesn't have that far to go. You're going from 50 to hundred. So what about the cluster R? The cluster R depends. And let me explain. If you have a cluster such as grasshopper in which it's a velar, Uh, velar before the R, you have that tongue nice and high and retracted. So it's about going 75 to 100. So that grasshopper R, the the cluster R, is probably going to be easier to produce than even the R at the end of the word, because you have the tongue already elevated and already retracted thanks to the friend G. So the phonetic context results in what's known as progressive assimilation, in which the sound before it is going to influence the R and help it out. That helps out the R. So if the word is grasshopper, you're probably going to get some help from your friends. If the word, however, is pray, it might make the R harder. And that's because the lips are rounded. When you have those rounded lips, you're more likely to say pray because it's, it's uh, because of the progressive assimilation. The labials before the R are going to impact the R you make. So thinking about that, a lot of times what, what we find is the post R generally develops first. The post L generally develops first because that centralized vowel location helps. You're going from 50 to 100. Also, when we go to the clusters, sometimes the clusters are easier. They could even be easier than the postvocalic. An example of that is the word glove, because the G in the cap it pulls the it retracts the lips and elevates and retracts the tongue as well. The L is probably easier to produce than in a word such as fingernail, where you have the centralized the postvocalic L. Or if you look at the word treasure, with the word treasure, you have both help from the beginning sound before the R and the sound right after the R because you have those palatal sounds to help with the R sound. So you're saying tr, you're up there on the pellet, pellet, treasure. So both, it's both and that's known as both progressive assimilation and regressive assimilation in which you're getting help from the front end and the back end to produce the R. So as far as the R is develop, developing, you do not, I have never had the case where I've had to work on R and L post They're simpler, they're easier to produce, and they're going to naturally develop if you work on the R in clusters, particularly a cluster such as spray which is very hard because the R follows the R sound, the P sound where the lips are rounded. So I like to use spray as a generalization a target verb for children that need to work on that, that spray the R in conversation where they're, where they're at that mastery level because it is so challenging. Spray is a great target to work at at the end of the road. So thank you so much for letting me share our latest research. It's making me drool just talking to you about it. And I hope that you can roll up your sleeves right now, roll them up and go ahead and change the world, making it a better place, one child at a time.